The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. We're here to talk about Chapter 4, Inability, from Paul Tripp's book, Parenting. And once again, I'm joined by Brian and Ellie Nelson. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad you're here. So uh, a few months back, shortly before the quarantine, we had a, as a family, we went to a birthday party for one, one of our kids' classmates and walked around the backyard. As soon as we got there, unexpected, uh, my child froze up. Uh, a classmate came and said hey to him, was kind, and my child just stood there and was was silent. And I thought to myself, no, 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 this, this is not okay. Like, <laughs> this is rude. This is hurtful. Like, we don't need to let shyness make us be hurtful to other people. And so... I unwittingly made the mistake that Paul Tripp is talking about here and assumed I had the ability to change my child's heart specifically by sternness and escalating the severity of the situation in my tone. I got down in my little one's face and was very stern with, you will speak to your classmate. You will not be rude like this. And as you may uh, be able to guess, it did not work very well. Uh, ended up in tears. You know, uh, this little little one was trying to hold them back, wasn't able to, ended up crying. I ended up embarrassed and ashamed, standing up, introducing myself to the parents who were standing there watching this <laughs> as the family pastor for Providence Baptist Church. So epic fail right there. But the problem was I wasn't acting according to the reality that I can't change my kid's heart. Right. That's what we're talking about. So inability, how would, how would you sum this up? So uh, there's a quote on page 60 in the last paragraph on, on there. And this is what he says. And I think this really sums the chapter up. It's vital that you believe and admit that you have no power whatsoever to change your child. That's it in a nutshell. It doesn't mean they don't need to change. Right. Right. They need desperately to be changed, but God is the one who does it. Well, and then he tells us on page 61 that um, he has given uh, parents the authority for the work of change. So he's not removed us from the equation. We're just not in control. He's in control. So he he has granted us power to make change is really where our inability comes in because we just don't have that control over anyone, much less our children. That's right. That's right. We, We can't change their hearts, but he can, and he calls us to humbly be instruments in his hands, to be tools in his hands for this good work. So um, we do have tools at our disposal as parents, right? He talks about parental power tools. What are the ones he mentions? What do they look like? Yeah, when we aren't at the place of confessing our inability to change, we will revert, I think, to tools that that have some... um, some pragmatic value in parenting, and we use them because they, they, they do, right? And uh, he, he outlines three. He, he talks about fear. He talks uh, about reward, using a, a reward system to, to manipulate and get what we want. And then he talks about shame, and then I would throw guilt in with, uh, with, with shame. Yeah. And they are tools at our disposal that we willed to try and exercise power to change. And I think the reality of the brokenness of our world is they do produce temporary change a lot of times. We wouldn't use them if they didn't, right? Right. And yet, and yet when we apply them, the, the, the real challenge is the legacy that they leave is not what we're wanting because they don't change the heart. That's actually a really good point is that when you constantly use these things, fear, reward, guilt, and shame, 
it, it leads to a coldness, a distance, a lack of communication. And so though there may be short-term gain, there's terrible long-term loss. I mean, the legacy is um, often just marred with lots of brokenness. Yeah, and I had a friend that said that the tools like this that we wield in parenting, they're only as effective as our reach. In other words, they they only produce effect when our children are, are young enough that we can control them they're physically in our proximity, like literally our physical reach, right? right? You've got to be able to reach them. And we've got to be with you. Right. And we know that the heart doesn't change in those moments because when they're, when they're out of that reach, they revert back, right. To, uh, to whatever action it was that we thought we were trying to, to change to begin with. And Paul Tripp even says that about the idea of fear and, you know, his daughter got to be six foot one and he's shorter than that. And if, and if she's the shortest kid, you know, what kind of fear can you really impose? Right. There's <laughs> going to be a day where these tools just are no longer effective at all. They don't yeah. even give an appearance of working because your kids are bigger than you or they can, they're emotionally uh, mature enough that they can just turn you off, shut you out, yeah. walk away. And ultimately these sorts of things, they short term may change behavior, yeah. but real change, Paul Tripp says on the bottom of page 66 is about learning what is right acknowledging that it's right, confessing that you've been wrong, committing to a new way of living and seeking the help you need to do it, the help that God gives through faith in Mm. Jesus. And the natural tools that we rely on just can't produce that. So that's what he means by inability. And so, you know, the application is that we have to be willing to let go of these sort of human power parenting habits, he says, on page 62, right? The loud voices, the escalating threats, the subtle name calling, words of condemnation, or maybe it's promises of, of more and more things if you'll just, you know, behave, if the kids will just do what you need them to do. So this isn't easy, right? <laughs> this no. is the hardest job. <laughs> he, he talks about how exhausting and how hard and even discouraging this can be. Why? Why is it so hard, so discouraging? Well, change is just not automatic and it doesn't happen quickly in my heart or in my kid's heart. But seeing it unchanged over and over is exhausting. And then feeling like you're trying to do the same thing over and over without change is often exhausting. Yeah. It's really doing any good is this bearing any fruit right. exactly and, and i think uh, i think that that what what is exhausting about that is we have a timeline we have an idea and when we grab hold of that and hold tightly to it and we don't recognize that we are not the one with the power that rests firmly in the Lord's hands, when we don't submit to him and trust him and his sovereignty, his timing, his ways, then when we don't see the result that we want in the immediate, we become frustrated and we grab for things. And so that's why I think he says, you know, there, there are two things that we have to remember. One, that he's called us to a work, but it's his work. That's right. right. That's he's so called us to a work, but it's his work. He's given us uh, the joy of being a part of the way that he will bring about change in the hearts of our children, but the power to do it is not in ours. And so that's really the second thing. We have no ability to do the work on our own. We are utterly dependent upon him. But isn't it so sweet to think about number two, that 
we do we do not have the ability to exact change in our children. So praise the Lord. When we see change in our children, it's not from us. We can dedicate it to the work of the Lord because what? we didn't change them because we <laughs> sure. really can't change them. So right. it's like he gets all the glory. He does. Gets all the praise the Lord. He does. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and I think it really drives us to prayer as well, yeah. right? We parent first through prayer when we yeah. recognize there's real change that needs to happen mm. and I can't do it, but I know the one who can. And he invites me to come and to acknowledge that over and over and over and to ask him for help. Right. And he's so faithful to give it. He's ever present help in time of need. And I think that's always in a sense, our first kind of line of defense and offense is going to the throne of grace right. and parenting through prayer. Yeah, man, I, you say that. And I, I think all the time about prayer. Prayer is by its very design an admittance of our inability. That's right. And it is in, in prayer, the focus of prayer, the one to who we pray by design, it is an admittance that he is the one in control. He is able. There's no better place to be, I don't think, than to be dependent. And going back to the idea of the difficulty and the discouragement of it, I think it's also, uh, you know, there's there's wisdom in in even just recognizing this is hard and this mm. change is slow. It's not going to happen in a moment. I mean, one, like you said, Ellie, none of us changed that way, right? Yeah. We didn't just hear right. some word from the Bible and instantly we were changed and fully sanctified and we never I'm struggled pretty with slow. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> slow. I'm hard headed. I'm stubborn hearted in lots of ways. And, and God has had to tell me lots of things over and over and over. And so we should expect that when we go to our kids and yeah. we, we should anticipate this is going to be hard, and that's why God calls us to not lose heart, to persevere. Yeah. So do good to all, especially those of the household of faith, knowing that in due time we will reap a harvest if we don't lose heart, if we don't grow weary. Yeah. Right. And so take the long view, parent through prayer. Any other final encouragements coming out of this chapter on inability? I don't think so. Okay. Well, appreciate you guys joining again and just really, really good news that we're enable, but God is able and the same power with which he raised Jesus Christ from the dead is at work in us who believe yeah. for everything he's called us to do, but specifically for this glorious task of, of parenting and of being instruments in his hands to affect change in our kids' lives, to represent him to them. So, Hope that your hearts are encouraged. Uh, Brian and Ellie, thanks again for joining. And we'll see you next time on Gospel Shaped Home. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.